You're listening to Messes to Successes, a behind-the-scenes look at the strategies, tools, and insights that have taken businesses of all sizes from losing to winning with serial business builder Walden Fenster. For a VIP experience with Walden and the Venture Studios team, visit VentureStudios.com slash podcast. There you'll get access to a huge vault of resources, including free business training, consulting, and an inside look at how to grow a successful business. Welcome to Messes to Successes with serial business builder, business launcher, idea generator, <laughs> Walden Fenster. We've had a couple of great episodes already where we talked about the seven pillars of a successful business and the mistakes that cause businesses to fail. On this week's episode, we want to focus on that, that nugget of a business idea that you've been dreaming about, the one that's been keeping you awake at night or it's swirling in your mind on the way to work. Some ideas turn into successful businesses and some just don't. So we want to hear from someone who has turned ideas into businesses, succeeded at some, and failed at others. And that's Walden. Walden, you're one of these people who just seems to constantly churn out one business idea after another, while most people might only get one business idea in, in their whole life. What is your process that you know, keeps the creative faucet on. So there's a there's a handful of things, but I, I believe that every every junction in your life, things are talking to you a little bit differently. So like you follow certain like mentors or coaches, like during periods of your life, it makes a lot of sense, you know, and then parts of your life start to resemble what they're talking about, you know, as long as you're taking to action some of these things. It's very similar like with ideas and businesses too. If you're hanging out with people that are like watching TV and game shows all day and all night. That's the level of your knowledge and skill set. It'll be around games and game shows and watching TV compared to like my day to day was like network market or not network marketing, but being like in networks and doing marketing for my own companies or whoever, but like I surrounding myself all the time with entrepreneurs, you know, because a lot of times, a lot of soundboarding happens at networking events, you know, or if you're connected to a, like a lot of people through um, education, colleges, incubators, um, libraries, co-working spaces, wherever you're at, you know, a lot of the people in there are startup entrepreneurs or small businesses, and they all have ideas and they're all doing all this stuff. So you become who you surround yourself with. So if you surround yourself with other serial entrepreneurs, millionaires, billionaires, that level of people, that is where you're going to go. That is where you're going to become, you know? So like, it, it's very important to really focus on who you're surrounding yourself with, but then it's, it's the muscle memory that comes with getting an idea. So like muscle memory is something where once you've gone through businesses a couple of times in different aspects and different avenues, doesn't matter if it's services or retail or online, whatever it is, once you start a couple of businesses, you figure out what you need to do in the order that you need to do it to get it done right the first time, you know? So like, then it becomes more muscle memory of saying, okay, yeah, I just had this great idea. What do I do next? You know, mm -hmm. and then actually just taking action and making things happen. Cause most people, they die with their idea. Most people's ideas will never get brought out there because they, they live in analysis paralysis. They, they start analyzing every single thing of it to the point of being paralyzed with not knowing what to do or how to do it. When they, it, it could have been as simple as just picking up a phone call and, or picking up a phone, making a call to somebody that knew what they were doing, 
just getting it done, you know? So like, don't get stuck in that, but like have those sounding board people in your life that you can bounce ideas off of, piggyback ideas, have all of it and really bring it together that way. I get my ideas in the shower, so no. <laughs> mm -hmm. But like most people, I don't know. It's I think it's a little bit of a catch twenty two because triggers are usually formed by pain points. So you you see a pain point in your life and you want to cause a solution to happen for your own life. It's taking that and figuring out if other people have that same pain point because if if you solve your own pain point, but it's like okay, I got to figure out how to keep my red shoes away from my green shoes so I don't wear them at the same time because I'm colorblind, you know, something like that. Like you're solving your own problem, but is it a problem for every colorblind person out there? You know, just weird examples, you know, but like it's figuring out, Hey, I'm going to solve my own problem. Is there a market for it? And basically then if you can prove that there's a pain point and you can prove that you have a solution, it's taking the next steps of figuring out, well, okay, well, how much do people pay for this solution? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it, just, it starts to, it, it's that, uh, the thread, you know, that you pull in your sweatshirt and then all of a sudden your sleeves missing. It's that same situation where like, it's, it's literally just walking through here and like, okay, well, here's my problem. Here's the pain point. Here's the solution for that pain point. Okay. Now will somebody pay me money for that pain point solution? Great. How are they going to pay me money? How are they going to find me? How are they going to do this? How are they going to do that? Where does my money go? How am I protected when I get sued? Like whatever, you know, but it's mapping mm -hmm. out. So I just keep pulling that thread, walking through it, walking through that muscle memory, figuring out, okay, well, I'm going to set up my LLC and get my bank account. I get a website up. I got to do this, this, and this. I got to sign up for this trade show, whatever it is. It's just like, it's, but it's, it's literally just pulling that thread and mm -hmm. knowing that even if this is your very, very first idea, there's people out there like myself that have been part of 50 startups, you know, that I like, I could literally give you a checkpoint list of here's the next 20 things that you need to do. Go, go have fun. This is your homework. Go do this homework. Then come back to me for the next step. <laughs> you know, but like that, that's the point of like people will die with their ideas because they're so like locked down to it's gotta be me. It has to come from me. I gotta do everything. I gotta, it's all about me, you know, instead of like saying, Hey, you have a non-compete agreement that I could sign to tell you my idea to see if you can help me build this company. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like one piece of paper that basically allows you to talk to people and see if like it's, it's worth it or even if they could help you build it, you know, like mm -hmm. it's, it's a no brainer if you actually like start to step back and like look at it simply and say, Hey, I don't, I'm not an expert at this. I don't know anything about, being colorblind and selling shoes, <laughs> like mm -hmm. whatever it is. I don't know anything about it. I'm sure there are other people out there that either have done it or know something about it. So I'm going to go hire them and they're going to tell me what to do. So it's like the old saying, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. You find out the pain point or the need that's out there in the market. And then you surround yourself with other people who foster and encourage business ideas. And then you put yourself in front of successful people who have done it before to get guidance for the, the next step moving forward. Well, let's get down to the core idea. You've talked to thousands of people who have these amazing business ideas, present company included, that are so exciting that it keeps them awake at night. Uh, but while a few of them succeed, most of them fail. 
what is the core element that decides that? Do they fail because they're just bad business ideas or is it poor execution or what is it? I definitely think it's a little bit of both. But So how can I tell if my business idea is a legitimate you know, concept that has a chance of success? So Zappos was actually founded by uh, somebody going into shoe stores, taking pictures of shoes and then putting them on a website. And then when somebody bought the shoes, he would go back to the store buy the shoes and ship it to them. So it's called, it's called wow. creating an MVP. It's saying, I'm, I'm going to prove my concept of the pain point of people buying shoes online. I'm going to prove that people will actually not only buy the shoes online, but I'll create a user experience around it so that if they don't like it, they'll refund and get their money back. But it'll be a great user platform. And I'm not going to have any inventory and buy any single shoe until I actually have money in hand for it. That's how Zappos was founded. Okay, so it's literally, it's taking your idea and figuring out the easiest way to verify that it will not only work, but people will pay for it. And in that example, like he was making money hand over fist, like, like as it started to gain traction, did it with zero inventory. He did it based on just customer service. You buy your shoe, you don't like it, you get it, you don't like it, you send it back, get your money back, you know, full refund. And he proved the concept that women and men alike would buy shoes online without even feeling it or showing up in a retail store. Now so, Amazon owns Zappos and like, it's just, they're everywhere, you know? So there's a way to case test your idea before you launch it to, uh, to test it in the market. So what are some ways you might put your idea in front of people to, you know, test drive it? I, I've done this with a few different personal projects too. So I actually can talk about this from experience, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, the one that I'm actually trying to like formulate into words is there's a, there's a coffee company that I helped out, like go from like negative, I think they're negative $2 million to within 14 months, we had them up to like $3 million in revenue positive. So we had like a, almost like a five, it was just over $5 million, like turnaround in 14 months. And it was the same thing where we were trying to test out and figure out what things, worked to generate more revenue and lower their costs, you know? So we were actually like, we'd just jump on the whiteboard. We'd come up and crank out as many things that we could do brainstorm wise, idea wise that would generate revenue for this coffee shop without pulling the trigger on any of them. We would actually market them. And when people started to like buy them and like, we're not trying to like mass market them and like go for tens of millions of dollars in sales. We would do very small controlled groups do marketing that way. So whether it was different bean types, whether it was coffee of the month club, whether it was CBD infused coffee and tea, if people would buy that, whether it was live events, whether it was what all these different things like that we put up on these boards and then we would, we'd go back, pull something off the board and test it, come up with our control, figure out if somebody would actually pay money for it. And then once we knew how much they were paying for it, how much our ad spend was, like all, all in all of our costs, we could see if it was generating profit or not. And we were doing it with very small amounts of groups, you know? So like the other avenue that we've done and had be very successful with was with books, actually books and consulting. So like books, like there's so many like things out there, books, uh, t-shirts, like print on demand is a real thing and you can do low run very easily. 
So you could actually throw up a, a one page, like landing page funnel, whatever you want to call it, a free plus shipping offer, whatever it is for something that doesn't even truly exist yet and have a wait list for the products. You know, so now you go market, you create your wait list. Sometimes people even pay you to be on the wait list. Just like, so you have like Kickstarter campaigns out there that are like proof is in the pudding right here. Somebody's raising, uh, they want a million dollars to go build this luggage, you know, and they say, Hey, if you, if you put a thousand dollars in and you back us for a thousand dollars, when we go live with this, we're going to give you one of the carry on pieces or whatever, you know, but they don't have a single item yet that's actually produced or manufactured. Mm -hmm. People are paying a millions of dollars on a wait list, like model, you know? So like, it's just, it's figuring out your MVP your minimum viable product that you need to prove the business is legit or the product is legit or the service is legit. So do it for as free as possible, figure out if it's going to generate money or not and go from there, you know? So it doesn't matter if you're selling food, water, coffee, guns, I, I don't care. You can create an MVP waitlist style, like sense of urgency around just about any product out there. And it, it, it will save you from dumping tons of money and time into something that's not a home run winner. Okay. I'm, I'm hearing a couple of different things here. First, you identified a problem that real people are experiencing. Then you identified a possible solution that you may or may not even have the materials for. Um, it might be a solution that doesn't exist. But I also hear you saying that you identified a target audience of people that might use it but early in the process. Why wouldn't I just start by marketing it to everyone everywhere? I mean, why, why would I pick a small target to focus on? The rule in digital marketing is whoever can spend the most money to acquire a customer is going to win. <laughs> and most startups don't have the, the budget and the money required to go win customers at that level. So like, like that, that takes you from like marketing on like your local TV station to a Super Bowl ad and trying to compete at that level. Like it's just, unless you have all your foundational pieces put together and have actually proven that people need your product, like are you going to spend $300 for a local TV show or are you going to spend three to $4 million for a 30 second Super Bowl commercial? You know, it's like whoever has the dollars to spend will acquire the customer, you know? So it's figuring out at a lower level, how are you going to do it better than the big guys? Why people would buy you over them, you know? And most, the reason I'm comparing it is because most ideas are not new. Like you might think they're brand stinking new, but until you've done some patent research and actually went out and investigated some of your competitors, like more than likely they're nothing's new under the sun, you know, like mm -hmm. it's, it's been around. It's just figuring out a new spin on it or a new solution that it provides. So like, it's just, it's figuring those things out. But if you have your control market, you have your very defined person that you're marketing to, you can get more specific in your marketing and really become a master of your own backyard per se, before trying to go take over a whole region or like whole state, you know? So like get really good about your local marketing, you know, because there's, there's something that's being lost in society right now. And it's just that overall face to face, that, that physicalness in sales, you know? So like the same thing with customer service. But like if, if you start small, you start in your local area, if issues do arise while you're getting your product out there, you're, you can be face to face with people. You can go take them to coffee. You can go like 
scope them out and say, okay, well, you've been, you've been a client of ours for a while now. I want to interview you and figure out like what's working for you. What do you like about our product or service? What you don't and what you would change if you were me, you know, because the best feedback you're going to get is from paying clients because like you are too close to the problem usually, or too close to the idea. You know, mm -hmm. so the moment that you can step back and interview a client and say, okay, what would you do differently? And you're not going to do everything. You're not going to take every single thing they tell you and implement it because it's not their business and they're more than likely not an entrepreneur. But what right. they are is, is somebody that's voting with their dollar and paying you money for your product or service. So their feedback is very relevant and a lot of good feedback is going to generate more revenue for you because you can fine tune to figure out where your idea is lacking, where you could go bigger at. So your target market is going to give you the best feedback of whether or not your idea is even viable. So most ideas are a combination of ideas, you know? So it's like, if, if you boil it down, you know, so I'm trying to think of like a good example right now of like a consulting. So like we, we just launched, um, our C-suite for hire services for Venture Studio, okay? So our C-suite for hire is like, we'll, we'll step in as like a, a chief marketer, a chief tech guy, chief operator, uh, CEO even, run your business for you for three months at a time, okay? So we actually vetted this with previous clients that we had done work for and said, hey, this is what we're looking to do consulting-wise. Would you mind, like, if we stepped in and offered you this at discount just so that we could get good feedback and fine tune what we're doing, you know? And it, it was literally one of those things where it, it doesn't matter. Like, so we took the consulting model, we married it with um, basically short-term labor, but on an executive, lo executive mm -hmm. level and married with basically a headhunter. So basically like now we, we're taking all this stuff and then, being able to apply it to somebody's business model so we can step in and run your business or do whatever we need to operational wise or like fix all your systems and tech, fix your marketing, generate more sales, whatever it is, but for 90 days at a time. So it's, it's a lower commitment, but even ourselves, we still proof the concept with paying clients and fine tune the process before launching it. So let's say I've got what I'm, I'm sure is a winning idea. Um, but I've never, run a business before, what are some things that I can do to safeguard myself and my business? So a couple of things. <laughs> um, definitely need mentorship. Most people that start businesses right from day one, they don't know what they don't know. And that's, mm. it's a critical thing to step back and evaluate what's going on in not only the business, but, or in your idea, but where you're an expert and where you're not. So if, if I could safeguard an idea, it's, it's that it's not only that, but it's, it's keeping it protected and making sure that like everything's in place as far as like, I know I need help, but I'm not just going to go take my idea and show it to somebody. You know, it's mm -hmm. like making sure that I have my NCAs and my NDAs and everything legally protected and probably even like, like, early ages early on like you can go to friends and family and talk to some of this as long as they're like legit friends and family and to see because you're really trying to find out if the pain point exists in a broader scale you know so that that idea that you have 
more than likely it's got the villain that it's going to beat as a superhero is the pain point of something, you know? So it, it's, it's figuring out what that is, protecting it legally, that solution, and then going and finding the experts to help you build it the right way from day one, instead of trying to do it all by yourself. And like I said, most of those ideas are going to die with the inventor. So you're listening to messes to successes with serial business builder, Walden Fenster. Walden, we have people listening right now who have what they think is a winning business idea, but they haven't taken the leap yet. And we have probably some others who have taken that leap and now they feel like they're drowning. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What are some services you offer to help folks navigate these early steps? And I've hit on this a little bit on the last couple like weeks of podcasts, but I, I have a heart for giving back to entrepreneurs. So like, I want to see everybody succeed. I want to see people unleash that like freedom that they can have because you'll, you'll never taste the level of freedom that you would like working for somebody else. Like when you're an entrepreneur, you have this, like this, this freedom lifestyle. You can pick up and just leave if you wanted to, you know, like you're not, you're not building your life just to live and die. You're building it by design and purpose, you know? So like, I, I want to help. I want to be able to provide resources to people. Uh, normally, like our, our project fit calls are, are like just—it's basically 45 minutes of us like drilling in and diving into your business, figuring out where, what's going wrong, right, where you're at, just everything. Usually, it's it's about five hundred dollars, four ninety-seven uh, for people on our podcast. So that reference the podcast when they email in, I do that one-hour fit call for free. So if you're, if you're in the, the idea space, whether you're jumped off and you're doing your cannonball and you're out there just crushing it, trying to get as many sales as you can with like needing some help on how to structure it or whether you're just getting your first idea, maybe it just dawned on you while listening to this podcast for an idea, like just hit me up, email Walden at VentureStudio.com. Not only will I set up that fit call, but like I have a, a one page resource and Chad's been through it before, but it's just a business model canvas. And it's going to help you walk through and basically find every little detail of your business before you jump in and like dump in a whole bunch of money into it. You know, so it'll walk you through and figure out your revenues, your expenses, your, your key people, where your returns are going to be, your cross marketing, like just all these bigger level things that you might not know you need yet, but they're there and you're going to cross those bridges at some point. So you might as well have that document in hand and build your plan around it before you get there. That's great. If you've been cultivating an idea for a long time, but never felt the confidence to take action on it, this might be a great time to put that idea in front of Walden and let him put it through his diagnostics. Uh, even if you don't understand all the terms on all the worksheets, you don't have to. Walden's expertise is to look at your idea with you identify the strengths and the weaknesses of the idea, and, and then pick out the pitfalls that could shipwreck you, because every business has them. This is a great time to take the opportunity to reach out to him. And also, reach out to us on social media. If this podcast was helpful to you, uh, if you've been following us through the previous episodes and you've gained some insights from it, even if it's just like one thing that you got, take a few seconds and let us know. And share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. Who knows? You might have a rising entrepreneur in your family or somewhere in your social circles, and they don't even know it yet, let alone you. 
This might be the trigger that takes them into a whole new lifestyle. It might even help to wake up someone's dream and, and, and give them permission to dream. You've got someone like Walden who is willing and available to take all of his experience to take them by the hand. So find us on Facebook or LinkedIn or visit our website, VentureStudio.com. And then reach out to Walden and let's get that dialogue started. In the meantime, have a great rest of your day. God bless you. And we'll see you here next week. You've been listening to Messes to Successes, a podcast by Venture Studios. To get access to resources, including free business training, consulting, and an inside look at growing a business, visit VentureStudio.com. This weekly podcast is produced and hosted by Walden Fenster, directed and edited by Chad Ketcher. Copyright 2019. Be sure to follow us on Facebook or LinkedIn and get new episodes every Wednesday wherever you find podcasts.